Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz today, and I'm going to go solo. Of course, I'm usually here with Hades, uh, but because there's 11 games today, he's like, nah, I'm not trying to do any of that. Uh, so it's just going to be me by myself. <laughs> now nah, I'm just played. Uh, I think uh, Hades has had some circumstances to deal with, but don't worry, he'll be back next week. And I'm going to be ready to get my duels back on because as if you were listening last week, we had another one of those duels and let's just say he chose Kawhi, I chose Pascal, and well, he won again. So technically he's still, I mean not technically, he is 3-0 against me in those duels, but it's a long season ahead of us and we're going to come back next week when you, you know, when we go back at it again, we'll run it back. Uh, but for this 11 game state, it will just be me by myself and we're going to go by positions. Uh, of course, this is a bit early, so the injuries I'm going about to mention right now might not be, you know, final in some of these. Uh, but just to give you guys a good idea, Alamelo Ball, of course, is out. Kyrie Irving is questionable. He did not play that game where they made a 30 a run, uh, but he perhaps might be back against Utah, but still isn't confirmed. Bam Adebayo is out against the Raptors, which will be interesting. Uh, Anthony Edwards is questionable. Marketing out, Tyler Harris still out, of course, Jeremy Grant, Jamal Murray questionable, Jordan Clarkson is out, Levine out, uh, Aaron Gordon, Chris Paul, and Jordan Poole are all questionable, uh, Zach Collins, Danthony Milton questionable, uh, Mark Williams might be missing his first game, he is questionable though, Devin Vassell questionable as well, uh, Andrew Wiggins questionable, and other than that, I believe all, those are all the main entries. And yes, I believe that's it. So, and also I do want to mention just quickly over uh, Bet365's over and unders, I guess the games that just you might want to watch out for. So, for example, Philadelphia 76 versus Washington Wizards has an over and under run 238.5 uh, with Philly winning by 9 to 10 points. So, this is one of the more highest scoring games on this slate, according to Bet365, Bet365 of course. Uh, Brooklyn Nets and Atlanta Hawks also over under 240.5 with Atlanta winning by four so they're predicting it might be a this is I think the highest scoring game of the slate and they're predicting it to be close so that's another match to watch of course of course last time they faced up this game this game did go to overtime Mikhail Bridges, Trey Young all had stellar performances even DeJounte Murray, Cam Johnson it was just a great game in general for hoops uh, so definitely one to watch out for other than that, you're all expecting these other games to look like to be the 225, 226. Uh, low scoring games that you want to watch out for are Memphis Grizzlies versus Detroit Pistons, uh, over under around 219. And the Raptors and Heat over under around 217. Of course, no BAM either, so it's, I don't know what type of game might happen. You might see a slugfest, so that might not be the best game to go for. But I believe that's it. We can go straight into the slate and starting off with the point guard spot. I'm looking at this spot and I'm looking at my superstar pick of the slate. This is a pick where I, this my superstar pick is usually a player, a player that, if I'm looking to build around a player, I'm gonna build around this player. And that's gonna be Tyrese Maxey at 9,400. Uh, I mean, the opponent speaks for itself. It's the Washington Wizards and Theater are not a great defensive team. And well, Philly should have Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid back. Of course, the last game they missed was against Boston. Uh, so you're hoping they're going to be healthy and able to play this game. But Tyrese Maxey just been a force of nature, probably an all-star this season. And he is expensive at 9400 but he was my favorite amongst those in that range. Uh, and I just think 
against Washington, I believe he'll put up another stellar performance. He has been able to do it before, and I don't. I wouldn't be surprised for him to do it again. Of course, Jordan Poole, like I mentioned, is questionable, but I don't think that'd be a big deal if he decided to play in suit up against Cyrus Max because I think he still will provide no defensive impact. Uh, but that's just my pick in terms of point guard, in terms of higher uh, upper echelon picks, just for the whole slate as well, to be honest. Uh, Mid-tier-wise, I like Kobe White at 6,900. Uh, Kobe White, a guy taking advantage of the opportunity with Levine, DeRozan not playing these uh, past few games. DeRozan just came back against the Pelicans. But Kobe White, I mean, he's had a whole bunch of opportunity. I think his usage rate is like 25%. Uh, and, well, he's been scoring the ball. I mean, he's been doing exactly what you kind of hope he would do. And 6,900 is still in that range where I'm pretty okay with going for him, especially because he's going against the Charlotte Hornets, who I do think this Charlotte and Chicago game will be another one of those high-scoring games, not a lot of defense. Of course, LaMelo is injured, so you got to wonder what the score is going to be on Charlotte's side. But Chicago side, I think Kobe White continues the streak of just being able to score buckets. He had 31 against the Pelicans. 23 against Milwaukee, but they had that crazy comeback. And on top of that, he's been playing 40 minutes against the Pelicans, 45 against Milwaukee. And there's no overtime in these games. Actually, no, there was overtime in the Milwaukee game, pardon me. But if you take away those five minutes, that means he played 40 minutes in back-to-back games. And against Charlie, you're hoping he can have a, you know, so like 35-minute-plus game where he can get those, what, 16 to 17 shots like usual, have that same amount of ball in his hands, that usage rate get you assists, get your rebounds. I have another stellar performance, so I think 6,900 is still in that area where you still want to go for it. Uh, and on the budget side of things, Killian Hayes at 5,400. You know, it's funny because last week I think I talked about Jaden Ivey finally being the starter for Pistons, you know, with Asar Thompson and Cade, but Monty Williams switched things up and Killian Hayes is, I think, back into that role, or well, at least taking a huge chunk of those minutes now, and well, he's been making the most out of it, which is pretty solid I mean he did that at the beginning of the season as well of course then struggled which was why Ivy then decided to will have his minutes and have his 15 minutes of fame essentially but then Killian Hayes has gotten that back and he's had some very solid performances where just been able to score a few buckets get you assists get you some rebounds get you around 30 DK fantasy points I think that's has been his average for his last three games where he's been a bit inconsistent in minutes but in the past three games averaged around 28 minutes so if he can keep that same type of momentum against Memphis, I mean, Detroit has been absolutely horrible. I think they're like a 17 or 16 game losing streak. Uh, Memphis, of course, are hit and miss. They'll have their good games, but they'll also have their bad games. So you're expecting Killing, I mean, not Killing Hayes, perhaps uh, Detroit to have a star, solid game. So Killing Hayes gets that opportunity to uh, flourish once again. Uh, but that's it for my point guards. Moving on to the other guard position. Uh... I decided to go for a Charlotte Horn. You know, of course, with LaMelo Ball out, I think Tier was zero at 8,100. Same thing that I mentioned for Kobe White, taking advantage of the usage, right? Kobe, uh, pardon me, not Kobe White, Tier was zero. 8,100, he's been, I checked the stats, he's been having around 30% usage rate. I mean, that's, that's pretty insane. And he just came back from injury. Uh, and well, 37 minutes, 32, 40, 35 minutes. So no minutes restriction. He's been getting around 16, and well, he got 25, 20 shots in his past two games. Uh, and it's not on top of that. I mean, he hasn't been, of course, like hitting every single shot. He's had games where he's, this last game against Minnesota, he was 8 for 20, 40%. Uh, but he also had 7 assists, 6 rebounds. So with LaMelo out, and I guess the point guards not being that really much of a position that Charlotte has. I mean, they have 
Theo Baladin and Ishmet, but tier with zero, I mean, much better, much higher tier than those guys. So he's going to get a lot more opportunity at that point guard position. And whether it's scoring the ball, whether it's assisting, getting you some rebounds, he's getting that chance to really do so. And against Chicago, like I said, I think this type of matchup might be another one of those high scoring matchups that Bet365 is not predicting, but I am. Uh, so I think Tier will still have another chance to, will this have another stall at night like he previously done against these past two teams, right? 46 against Minnesota. Uh, 69 DK fancy points against Brooklyn. So this is a high scoring game. Best believe Terry Rozier is going to be a part of it. Uh, second of all, Colin Sexton. You know, I mentioned Lamelo being. I mentioned a whole lot of injury replacements, I guess. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> started off with what Zach Levine being out, Kobe White steps up. Uh, no Lamelo, Terry Rozier steps up, and guess what? No Jordan Clarkson. I think Colin Sexton steps up. Uh, and no Larry Markkinen as well. So you're going to need some scoring from Utah. And Colin Sexton is my guy because I think at 5,800, if you need a score, I think Colin Sexton is kind of going to be the guy to fill in those role, fill in the fill in the shoes, pardon me, of Jordan Clarkson at that spot. So at 5,800, I think he's a pretty nice option to go for. It's going to go against Dallas, who aren't really, don't have those solid defenders. I mean, Derek Jones Jr. can defend. Josh Green is a solid defender. But I'm talking about Kyrie. I mean, if Kyrie plays Luka, I mean, I think Colin Sexton will be able to beat these guys 9 out of 10 times, uh, of course pick and pop just being able to just you know get to his spots i don't think he'll have any difficulty doing so uh 25 points against portland last game the game before that 14 so he can be inconsistent but in these types of games in these types of slates of course i think me and Hodge always continually mentioned that in 11 game slates you want to go for those winners those guys who are going to raise your ceiling and if there's a ceiling raiser i think colin sexton is going to be one of those guys to look out for and he's a pretty solid price too uh and then on the cheap side of things, I went for Bilal Kulubali at 4,300. He's kind of been one of my go-to guys when it comes to budget players, mainly because of his upside. Of course, he can have his pretty blah, like bland nights, I want to say. I think that's the best way to describe it. Uh, but if he has a solid game, you can expect 23 plus DK fantasy points. And at 4,300, that's kind of what you really want. And this type of matchup against Philly, uh, maybe he gets that opportunity. If they get blown out, I still think he gets that opportunity to do so. So I do. I think this is kind of like a win-win type pick uh, for Bilal Koulibaly. Uh Last game, he did have like 23 DK fancy points, which is exactly what you want from Bilal. Don't expect, you know, 40 DK fancy points. Of course, that would be amazing. But it's not likely to happen. So what you can hope is he gets around 30 minutes where he gets that opportunity to just get a couple of steals, rebounds, and just well, have this type of nights that he's usually been having. Before we get into small forwards, I do want to mention the NBA Fantasy Pass at $6 per month. Uh, with this pass, you get daily streams, daily recaps of the top lines of the night, and you get Discord access to the pros. I mean, this package has it all if you want to win some good money. Uh, you can also upgrade it to the Allsport package, which is only $2 more. So basically, essentially, you'd get paid, you'd be paying $8, which includes NBA, NFL, and MLB. I mean, if you're into all those sports, this will be the package you want to go for. And just an all-round amazing package to win you some great money. I would definitely highly recommend. Alright, on to small forwards. Another thing I would highly recommend, going for Mikhail Bridges at 8600 Mikhail Bridges, when it comes to facing the Hawks, had amazing performance. And I wouldn't be surprised for him to do it again. Matter of fact, I think he will do it again. Uh, just because kind of getting back into his groove, of course, last season he had such an amazing end of the season where I mean you had some teams wanted to trade five first round picks for him. Uh 
And well, he's kind of getting back into that groove. Of course, Cam Thomas has come back, so you do wonder if he's going to get those shots. Well, the whole Brooklyn Nets team is kind of healthy. Cam Johnson still is playing as well. Spencer Dinwiddie, so it is interesting. It is a bit of a risk to think about it. But, I mean, the last game, if anything, proved that Mikhail Bridges is still the best player on that Brooklyn Nets team. And when, he's getting, when he gets it going, it's kind of hard to stop him. I mean, the last three games, he's averaged around 19 to 20 shots per game against Orlando, against Charlotte, and against Toronto. So these are all those types of teams where you're looking at Orlando and Toronto have, have, who have wing defenders. You're looking at Charlotte, who's a, a non-defensive team. So he saw that in those games, he still was able to put up efficient performances and will still get you around eight, uh, like five plus rebounds, some assists, uh, a couple blocks, a steal. So like McAlbridge is finally getting back into this group. And I think Atlanta won't stop that streak of his stellar performances. So I think this is another performance you want to go for as well in Mikhail Bridges. Mid-tier wise, I'm looking at another Charlotte Hornets. And that's Brandon Miller at 5,700. Uh, when I was mentioning LaMelo being out, and I mentioned here was his usage rate going up. Another player, who's, another player whose usage rate went up was Brandon Miller as well. At 5,700, uh, he hadn't really had those separate performances yet where you notice it. But why wait? I mean, when he's... At 5,700, I think Lamelo will be out for a good amount of games. And I think with the shots that Brandon Miller is getting and the minutes he's getting, he will have these separate performances. And like I said, Chicago, I don't think are that strong team where he might not, he might struggle with. Of course, there is cause for concern because Brandon Miller doesn't play that solid in away games. But one thing I'm going to keep on riding high on is his usage rate in these past two games was around 25%. So... If he can have that same type of usage rate, I think he will have some good performances, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it against Charlotte. Uh, I not Charlotte, <laughs> against Chicago. So I do really like that type of pick in the mid-tier area. And my budget pick, I'm going for Corey Kispert at 4100. Corey Kispert, I think this probably might be the first time going for him this season. I'm going for both him and Bilal Kulogali. So there's something about these Wizards bench players that I really like. Uh, but the main reason I'm going for Corey Kispert, he's had, I believe, back-to-back -back 20 DK Fantasy Point games and just been able to score the ball, kind of just going off screens. I mean, both of them, them they come against Orlando, uh, but they were on the road, so I think he gets this Philly game where it might be a bit difficult, but he, he is showing promise. Uh, he's not one to really create his own shot, but to come off screens and to score those easy buckets. And with Daniel Gafford healthy, I think his job will just be a lot more easier to do that but like i said at 4100 he might not have those type of performances but if he can still get you a few threes a couple buckets you're still expecting him to get around 17 plus dk fantasy points and at 4100 it's a pretty solid price i think he has been going down each game so as long as he gets around 20 plus you're getting your value back simply and this is one of those players i always tend to mention that you want to go for these types of players if you want to build around a luka you want to build around a, a tyrus max like my, like i mentioned Corey Quispert is another one of those players who just easily fits in and kind of gets you that upside type value that you're hoping for. But that's it for my small forwards. Moving on to power forwards, I'm going for... I like how I mentioned last week I lost to Hottis when he chose Kawhi and I chose Siakam. And well, he's... Kawhi's only 8,100, so why not go for him again? So uh, I'm going to go for Kawhi at the power forward position, power forward position and 8,100. Still in that range where I really like. I mean, he he's going against Denver, so I do think there's a great chance this game may be close. 
of course it is happening in uh, LA but past games I mean he's played some great teams and he's got he's averaging around 38 minutes per game in his past four games so you know he's gonna get a lot of shots because he is their main shot taker and even in this game I'm looking at against Golden State where I want to talk about is because he only had 20 points 9 for 16 shooting but still got around 40 DK fantasy points so and he got that by getting seven assists and eight rebounds so with Kawhi it always seems like you're not you're just gonna get scoring but at 8100 you're not, you're not going to only get scoring because he's going to be playing a huge chunk of minutes because they don't have depth at that forward position, of course, because of the Harden trade. So if the Denver game is close, you're going to expect Kawhi to have a huge impact on this game, especially coming down to uh, the fourth quarter crunch time. And midterm wise, I'm going for, yep, you guessed it, another Charlotte Hornets player and PJ Washington. PJ Washington uh, does have dual eligibility at power forward center, but I do have a lot of centers I want to talk about, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But this is uh, one of those picks I really like because, like I mentioned, with LaMelo being out, it opens up a lot of doors, and PJ Washington has been one of those guys taking advantage. Uh, past two games, 38 DK fantasy points. One of those games, he was 2 for 11, 18% from the field, but still got you 38 DK fantasy points, and that was simply by getting you around 10 points. 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, and 3 steals. So, even with Miles Bridges being back, it seems PJ Washington still gets around 30 minutes. So, I think another performance like that, pretty solid price at 5400 I mean, even if you don't get a solid 37.5 DK Fantasy Point Night, if you get around 30, I mean, at 5400 I mean, it's not kind of around the range you're expecting. So even on his worst performances, I think you can still have a solid night from PJ Washington, which is, I think, a pretty solid pick. But comes down to one of my favorite picks of this slate. You know, I went bold last, I went bold last Thursday, or last Friday, for the Friday slate when I went for Jalen Noel at 3,000. I'm going bold again. I'm going Taylor Hendricks at 3,500. For those who are probably not aware of this guy, he's a Utah Jazz power forward, and like I said, Lorig Markin is out. He had 18 minutes in that last game against Portland. And I think he's one of those safe picks because going against Dallas, I think he will get the opportunity to have some minutes and just have a solid night. If he can get you out 50 DK fantasy points, you got what you wanted. And even if it's a blowout, I still think he'll be having a huge chunk of minutes because, I mean, who else are they going to play? Their players are injured. So I think Taylor Hendrick is one of those safe budget options at 3,500. And then, of course, I got to remind you, don't expect 30... DK fantasy points, but expect perhaps 15, maybe even 20 on a good night. So I think this will be another solid night to expect from Taylor Hendricks. And I think the opportunity will be there, will be there as long as he gets around 18 minutes. Don't worry, folks. We're on the final stretch, which is the center spot. But before we talk about centers, I want to talk to you about the DFS pass, which you can get for $5 per month. With this pass, you simply get DFS delivery. You get Thrive Fantasy Pick'ems Daily, and you get Discord access as well. Another one of those packages, like I mentioned, about NBA Fantasy Pass. DFS Pass is another one of those packages where you're going to get some easy money. I mean, these guys will find you those, uh, those, what, those deals, those solid picks that you want to go for and easily get some easy money. I think the DFS Pass is going to do that for you. Uh, but like I said, on to the last part of this podcast, the center spot. And I do got a good amount of centers. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I, <laughs> I had around seven centers at a moment, so I had to cut them down and say, I can't, you can't go with seven centers on this slate. You can go for max two. Unless, of course, one of them has power forward eligibility. 
Uh, but I do got four for you guys. So I, I slimmed, I slimmed down from seven to four. So I did a pretty good job in my head, but I didn't go for any higher tier centers. Of course, when you always look at these states, you're looking at Jokic, you're looking at Embiid, and one day we will go for them. Maybe not Jokic, because that's, that's, that's like one, that's like one fourth of your salary. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. That is a lot. Damn. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't go for any high tier centers. I did go for some mid-tier ones, starting off with Nicholas Claxton at 6,800. Yep, another Brooklyn Nets player, to you, to everyone's surprise. Uh, another guy who finally has been coming back from his entry, had some stellar performances, especially against the Hawks, against the Miami, no, not Miami, pardon me, the Charlotte Hornets. And although he struggled against Orlando's length, Atlanta, I think, is going to be one of those quick-type games where it's really pacey and... I mean, last time these two teams faced the score well, over under was around 190, I mean, 295. So I think as long as it's around that range, I think Nicholas Saxon will get a huge chunk of minutes because he's going to be going against Anyaka Kongwu or uh, Dylan Johnson, I believe, if he's back. Uh, maybe even Clint Capella. So I think Nicholas Saxon does have a huge role. And I just think he will have that type of performance again as long as he well, just does what he does best, which is score the ball, get the easy alley-oops, rebounds, blocks, and steals. Just those type of performances. And I'm expecting that type of performance as well from uh, Jalen Duran against Memphis Grizzlies at 6,600. Uh, Jalen Duran basically been a walking double-double. And at 6,600, he is pretty expensive. But I do really like him because I feel like you're always hating what you're, what you're, what his worth is. And like I mentioned about Nicholas Casting going against Atlanta with that type of centers. Uh, in that quick, quick type game, I think Jalen Duran will be expected to do the same in this matchup. Uh... I mean, guess centers-wise, Bismarck, Fialmo, Xavier Tillman, I think Jalen Duran will get the best of them. And I think even if they try to play Jaren Jackson Jr. at the 5, I think Jalen Duran still be, is able to handle that. And just does what he does best, which is just simply get you a lot of rebounds and get you some easy buckets. And SC 600, I, I didn't really like to go for a high tier like I mentioned. So if I'm looking mid-tier-wise, Nicholas Cast and Jalen Duran are my guys. Uh, to go a bit cheaper on that side... Simply just looking at the the guy who stepped up in Bam Adebayo's game where he was injured for half of it, and that was Orlando Robinson at five thousand. Orlando Robinson, <laughs> five thousand. Uh, of course, their the DraftKings also is aware of his performance. Uh, Sixteen points, five rebounds, three assists to be exact, and he had thirty minutes that game. So again, this game against Toronto, uh, there are a lot of high, uh, tall, lengthy wings: Chris Boucher, Scotty Barnes. Jacopo, so you're going to need some height. Of course, you can't just roll out a Kevin Love or a Jaime Hawkins Jr. at the center spot. Uh, but of course, with X Wilson, you never know. Uh, so I do predict Orlando Robson will get some minutes to at least be seen if he can well, just rebound the ball. Because when you go and get Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Jacopo, who they have in the starting lineup, you do not want to get out-rebounded by the Raptors and give them those second-chance points. So I think Orlando Robson will have that fair share of minutes to We'll just be an enforcer in the paint and just be a glass cleaner and get all those rebounds. And like I said, at 5000 I really think that's a price where you can expect that type of upside because the Raptors also aren't really a solid three-point shooting team. So there will be a lot of rebounds to be, well, fended for, you know. Uh, last but not least, my budget pick, which is dependent on a player's eligibility, and that's Mark Williams. If Mark Williams right now uh, is questionable... If he decides not to play, I'm going for Nick Richards at 3700. 
Uh, yep, another, another Charlotte Hornets player, bro. Uh, last time I was here on this Friday slate, I mentioned me and uh, Kenny. We talked about five Pelican players. And yep, at this slate, we're talking about, I mean, I'm talking about four Charlotte Hornets players. But yeah, I mean, Nick Richards at 3,700, cheap center. Literally, if Mark Williams does not play, once you get that notification, you got to add him to your slates because at 3,700, you have nothing to lose. He's literally just going to play in there. And even on his worst nights, get you 15 to 20 DK fantasy points. At least you're getting your monies back, right? But in the best case scenario, get you around 30 DK fantasy points simply by just rebounding the ball, getting you some easy assists, getting you a couple blocks. Because, like I said, Nick Richards has been able to do that off the bench, but you don't see it in that high usage because, well, Mark Williams has been playing every game. So, like I said, this is only a pick uh, contingent on if Mark Williams decides to play or not. Uh, but yeah, that's about wraps it up for this podcast. Uh, of course, I appreciate you guys listening to me. I know it can be a bit tough on these 11 game slates. Well, of course, that's why we try to make it a bit smaller and by making positions. Uh, but I hope you guys love these picks. I hope you guys, if you do, you can talk to me about it on Twitter. Uh, at Too Nice, you can check me out. We can talk about hoops. You can talk, ask for my advice anytime. If you want, hit me up on Twitter at Too Nice. That'll be spelled T O zero underscore nice underscore and well i'm gonna see you guys later hopefully next week we have hottest back so i can win a, a duel against him uh but you know i have a good one and hopefully we can win you guys some good money goodbye You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.